الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا قوا أنفسكم وأهليكم نارا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما نحل والد ولدا من نحل أحب إلي من أدب حسن أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected mothers and sisters Today we have the mothers of the children gathered and the address is primarily to them but Inshallah, it is a means of benefit for me and for everybody. Those who have admitted their daughter, their child, to study in a dini institution, to start off with, this is a very big step. And those who have taken this step consciously, are worthy of congratulations that you have opted to keep your child away from the circular environments of the public schools and from various other destructive situations where there is no concern for deen, no concern for haya, no concern for any good for a mu'min. And which unfortunately many, many Muslim parents are either unaware or couldn't care less or more rather that their child is going to be in an environment of the public school and other such places where the haya will be destroyed, where their iman will be attacked where there will be so many very dangerous situations that will come up. So Alhamdulillah, you have made a conscious decision to save your daughter from such a situation. May Allah Ta'ala accept this. And may Allah Ta'ala grant barakat in it and make it a means of every khair and benefit. Nevertheless, the choice of sending one's child to study at a dini institution should not just merely be on the basis of that the public schools are not conducive, the environments are not suitable. So therefore, well, we can't send her there. Alhamdulillah, that much of a consciousness is in the hearts that that is out of the question. But then, if she cannot go there, then what? If she cannot be attending in main, any mainstream schooling situation, so what is she going to do then? So, well, she can't be sitting at home, meaning um, this is the train of thought sometimes, that if she's not going to go there, so she can't be sitting at home. So, well, okay, there's a madrasa somewhere where the schooling is also being catered for, so enter into one of these institutions so that she will carry on. 
So sometimes it just becomes a kind of second choice that well the first choice wasn't available because of the environment or wasn't an option because of that environment. So now reluctantly this is a second choice. But if supposing the first choice was possible then the second choice would not have been considered. Sometimes this is the case. It's not everybody's situation. This is the case unfortunately sometimes. Whereas that is not the situation that because there was no other option therefore we've chosen a dini institution where there would be deen taught also and also at the same time the schooling basic life skills would get covered. No, this is not a second choice. That should, it should not be a second choice. The primary choice for our children should be whether deen is safeguarded, whether iman is protected, where they will be guided and where they will be uh, groomed in the light of deen. And on a secondary level, not on a primary level, on a secondary level, due to the need, purely due to the need, on a secondary level, they will be given the basic schooling also and the life skills will be taught to them. So actually the priority is the other way around. Not that how sometimes people, some people take it that since the mainstream schooling is now not an option due to circumstances, so out of sheer need now, we have to adopt a dini institution. No, it's rather the other way around. That primarily it's the deen and the secondary part of it is the schooling. Now if this is the mindset and this is the way that we are viewing the situation, that deen is the primary objective and the schooling is on a very secondary level, very, very secondary level, purely on the basis of need and which will be covered to the extent of need. So, whatever the basic need is, that much will be covered, not more than that. And the rest of the time and focus and energy will be spent on the dini guidance and grooming in the light of deen. That is how it will be t- taken. So, considering this direction, this is the mindset this is the focus, this is the objective, the deen must come alive in the child, her mindset must become deeny, her outlook in life must be from the angle of deen, the ways of the sunnah, the way of the sunnah, that must become part and parcel of her life, the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, the ways of the West, that must be distanced from her, she must not have those aspirations to be following the ways of the West, the lifestyle and the mindset of the West, the fashions and the designs of the West. That must not be her aspiration. Her aspiration must be utmost haya, dressing with simplicity and with haya, obviously, most importantly, uh, conducting herself with adab and respect with one and all, shunning all things that take one away from the one remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, take one away from the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. So this is the overall mindset 
and this is the direction. Now, Alhamdulillah, Summa Alhamdulillah, these madaris have been established primarily for this purpose. It was not for the sake of uh, primarily giving some schooling, but side by side giving some dini education. No, it's the other way around. It was primarily for the dini education and upbringing, for the dini guidance, for the dini molding of the mind and heart, and as a result of the circumstances that we are in and the need that is there, so some schooling is done side by side. So, these are the, these, this is the objective for which these madaris were established. Now, when this is understood, that this is the focus, this is the direction, so it requires obviously the cooperation of all parties. The muallimas have to provide this direction and guide towards this goal of akhirat and mold the hearts and minds in the mold of deen, the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, the consciousness of the day of Qiyamah, the answerability on the day of Qiyamah, and the molding in the mold of the sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and the sifat of Iman, the qualities and attributes of Iman, molding the hearts in that mold, the mold of Haya, the mold of Adab, the mold of love of Akhirat, and the mold of all the good qualities. <coughs> so that's the one part of it, that the Muallimas inshallah will be doing their utmost to guide those children in that direction, and to mold their hearts and minds in that mold. Then the effort of the children obviously is fundamental, after all this is being passed on to them, so if they don't make the necessary effort to take it and to be able to and to absorb it, then obviously the objective is not going to be achieved because the objective is to mold their hearts and minds. That is why they are being sent and that is why all the efforts are being made, whether it's the efforts of the community in uh, helping such institutions to be established all the f- buildings that are built, the infrastructure that is put in place, this is all the efforts of the community. Allah Ta'ala reward each one of them. Allah Ta'ala accept their efforts and sacrifices and their contributions and its contributions in a host of ways. Somebody contributes financially, somebody contributes by means of their suggestions and advice, somebody contributes in a very, very important contribution by means of their du'as, and all of us can contribute in this way, and must contribute in this way, that daily we should be making du'a, du'a for our children, du'a for their teachers, du'a for the institutions of deen, du'a for the progress of deen in general in everybody's life. So, some people contribute with their du'as, and this is a very, very great contribution, and likewise in any other way, so all this put together is what makes these institutions function. There are many people who put in a lot of effort and time, people who are working people, who are involved in so many other of their uh, their own work and so on, 
but they spare the time to try and assist and help these institutions to function. So Alhamdulillah, all this goes together to make these things happen. So all this is happening for what? The community's effort, their funding, and then all the volunteers that assist, and then all the teachers that put in their time, and then the sacrifices that are made by the parents, the sacrifice of the whatever costs that are involved, the sacrifice of time, so many other sacrifices. It's for the child. The child is being sent to madrasa, and the purpose is that the child must benefit the child must grow up to be that Muslima who will fulfill her primary duties and fulfill all her duties to Allah Ta'ala and fulfill her duties and role in life as well which Allah Ta'ala and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam have chalked out for her which is chalked out in the Quran and Sunnah. So she will one day be that exemplary mother, she would be a good wife, she would be that exemplary mother and she would become the one that bears the leaders of the Ummah. So this has always been the case that the very great personalities of Deen who became great leaders of the Ummah, but behind them was a mother. If you look into the lives of many, many of these people, there would be some exceptions somewhere, the mother passed away, the child was still an orphan, was cared for by somebody else, and somebody else guided him, whatever the case is. But by and large, it was there was always a mother that was the backbone of that person's efforts in becoming what he became. And then Allah Ta'ala opened the doors for him and then he progressed further. But the foundation was laid by that mother. So these daughters of ours who will inshallah one day move on, Allah Ta'ala bless them with good homes. So one day when they would move on, inshallah, into a good home, then one day they would become these exemplary mothers who would raise the Ghazalis and the Razis and the Tanwis and the Muhaddithin and the Mujaddideen of the time. So this will all happen through them, inshallah. But all this effort that is taking place is for that child. So obviously the child has to make the correct effort the child has to pay attention, the child has to come regularly to madrasa, the child has to give due respect to the teachers, to the madrasa itself. So a lot of things is going to be required of the child. After all, all these efforts of the community, of the teachers, of the volunteers, of the parents themselves is for the child. But children are children. And children will always need to be guided. Children's minds are very impressionable and they would easily take impact and effect from things around them, people around them, what is being said, what is being spoken around them, what they are seeing. So if that child who we are trying to now mold in this manner, if the parents also, mashallah, give that full cooperation and full support that this child must come regularly to madrasa, for trivial and minor reasons, the child is not absent. The child is spending their time in the madrasa correctly. We are keeping in touch with the muallimas and finding out about this. When they come back home, whatever work is necessary to be done, that is being completed. More important than that, that those lessons that they are being taught in madrasa, 
we are familiarizing ourselves with what's going on, if not in a detailed nature, but at least on a general note, what are you learning, what surahs you learned, what du'as you learned, what sunnats you learned, tell us something about the etiquettes and adab that you learned, something about akhlaq that you learned, whatever, something or the other we are keeping in touch, and then we are reinforcing all this at home. So when this three-way effort will take place, the muallimas will make their effort as per the requirement, the child will put in her effort in a way that is necessary for her to progress, not just any degree of effort, but the required effort. And the parents will also play their role and they will support what is being taught in the madrasa. And they will also make that home environment conducive to this. Then inshallah, summa inshallah, we will see the tremendous benefit that will come to that child. And she will inshallah grow up to be an excellent wife, an exemplary mother, and she herself will be an asset for everyone, for this entire ummah, in the manner that she will conduct herself. So, coming back to the point where we started off, that these madaris have been established primarily for deen, and this is the purpose of choosing such an environment, such an institution, that we want deen for our children. It is not that this is a second choice, or a last option, or because there was no other option, and though we are not even happy about this, but now we are like forced to take it on. No, not at all. Alhamdulillah, we don't think that anybody has come or sent their child because they felt forced to do it and had no other option. We had options, but we consciously chose this. May Allah Ta'ala accept this conscious decision on our behalf of our children, and Allah Ta'ala grant us and them the full barakat and benefit of this. But again, it requires everybody to play their part and everybody to jointly make this effort. So inshallah, if we continue in this way, then very quickly we will see the benefits of it. Unfortunately, out there in the world, there are many things happening and these influences, they spread far and wide. And due to the interaction that we have with so many people, our children have with so many people, whether it's sometimes family, sometimes friends, whoever else. So everybody doesn't have the same thinking, unfortunately. Everybody doesn't have the same mindset and outlook. So there's constantly some pressure from society, some pressure from family, extended family, from friends, from peers, to conform to what society wants, to conform to what the fashions and the styles of the day are, to conform to what others seem to be mm, very excited about. So now we start drifting in that direction. Our children start drifting in that direction. So this is going to be counterproductive to the effort that is made in the madrasa to guide the child towards the correct direction the correct molding, the correct mindset, the correct outlook in life, because this is going to take the child in a different direction. So we need to support the process. There are many things which might have already been discussed by the Maldimas of what the requirements are and what kind of cooperation is necessary from the parents, or this would have been communicated to us previously as well, or even in the future things might come through. 
So this is something very important that we give due consideration to these requirements and we do the utmost to support it in the best manner possible and inshallah the recipients of the benefit will be ourselves our children obviously and we also will benefit out of this because if they gain the correct upbringing the correct morals then they are going to respect their parents best more than anybody else and first and foremost that benefit will come to the parents because these children will understand what is the maqam and the position of parents and how parents should be respected what regard they should be given and therefore we would see inshallah how this will benefit them but if that child did not get the correct upbringing the correct guidance the correct direction Allah forbid often the parents suffer most because they are the ones who bear the brunt of the bulk of the problems that the child is rude the child is abrupt the child is not interested in doing anything at home in helping out in making anybody's khidmat so the parents unfortunately suffer most from this so therefore we need to start putting in more effort alhamdulillah effort is there and uh, there is cooperation from everybody alhamdulillah but there is still room for much more that we make much more effort on our children at home we guide them with love with affection many a times that guidance is given but the manner in which it is passed on becomes a problem especially in the times that we are living in the situation is very different to what it was 25 30 40 years ago that was a very very different situation in that time and in that era even maybe 20 years ago also if a parent said something then the child generally the situation was would just listen and would never ever uh, rebel against that or show some attitude as they say whatever nothing whether it was something we were happy about or not happy about didn't want to do it whatever but the parent said something that was it you did it now it's a very different situation and the need of the time is to guide with firmness but with a lot of muhabbat and shafqat lot of love and affection if that love and affection is not visible we say now it's there in our heart that is not sufficient for the child to latch on to the parent and to take that advice of the parent to heart generally they only view it as a kind of negativity that the parent is not interested in them the parent is against them obviously all this is baseless all this has no reality in it whatsoever but these are the waswasas and the whisperings of shaitan that come to them which they accept on the basis of what they seem to or what they deem to be uh, lack of any concern for them lack of any love for them lack of any affection for them whereas that affection and love is there but there's a constant reprimand for every trivial thing and there's a harsh tone sometimes so as a result this becomes the outcome that children get distanced from their parents and as a result of that distance they then start to look for that attention elsewhere and when they seem to get some attention elsewhere then they abandon their parents also allah taala protect us and save us so alhamdulillah 
every parent has that love for their child, has that affection for their child, and does what can never be repaid. The child's whole life, they can do whatever they want, they can never repay one fraction of what the parents do for them. But just purely on the basis of giving them that correct guidance and helping them get closer to Allah Ta'ala, the overwhelming thing must be muhabbat and shafqat, love and affection, but this must be fenced with firmness, that there are some clear boundaries, and those boundaries will not be crossed. Within those boundaries, we will be very friendly, we will interact like friends, and that love and affection will also be given, but there are some clear boundaries which we will stay firm on, without becoming harsh about it, without becoming abrupt about it, but we will maintain the boundaries. So, this is the way that inshallah we will be able to make a very very deep impact on the hearts of our children, and at the end of the day, we will be the ones who will benefit most from their good character, from their good upbringing, from their correct molding, and eventually one day we are going to be leaving this world. We don't know whether we will leave them behind, and they would still be there to bury us and then make some isale sawab for us and otherwise Allah knows best <coughs> sometimes it happens that we see them off we still around and our children are gone Allah Ta'ala give everybody's children long healthy lives filled with deen on the foundation of taqwa and in, within the life of taqwa Allah Ta'ala make everybody's child a great asset to them be a great asset to the Ummah and those who are the true and obedient servants of Allah Ta'ala. So in any case, the point is that one day we have to leave. And this will be our very great investment that we have left that child firmly on deen. <coughs> that child will become a very great asset for us and isale sawab for us. So this is the focus, this is the direction and this is how we need to try and uh, increase whatever efforts we are making on our children to supplement whatever is happening in the madrasa. In this way, everybody will benefit and most of all, the child will benefit. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala accept each one's efforts and sacrifices. Allah ta'ala accept the du'as of each one for their children. <coughs> the du'as for the madaris. <coughs> du'as for all the efforts of deen. Because it is all these efforts of deen, whether it is the da'wat and tabligh, the effort of tazkiyah, the effort of talim, it's all this put together that then becomes the means of deen coming alive. And when deen comes alive, then everybody enjoys the benefit of it. So therefore we should be making dua for everybody. Allah Ta'ala accept everybody's efforts. Allah Ta'ala grant the best of dunya and akhirat to one and all. But Allah Ta'ala, wa ta'ala grant us a tawfiq of guiding our children to what is best for them and best for us as well at all times. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان 
و امتنا علمان و حشرنا یوم القیامت معلمان اللہ نسلک من خیریما سرک من حبیق و حبیب کا سیدنا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ونعوذبکمن شرمستعاذکمن حبیقہ وحبیبک سیدنا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم انت المستعان وعلیک البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوت الا باللہ العلی العظیم وصلی اللہ تعالی علی خیر خلقہ سیدنا محمد وآلی وصحبت معین والحمدللہ رب العالمين